All right, Bear fans, NFL fanatics all throughout the internet. We're getting close to that time, man. It's about that time where we uh, all you know, get into the, the glory of the gridiron once again. And that means that uh, me and my man Ryan B are back here with our football podcast. Still thinking of a name, official name, but uh, you know, for now we we're, we're just called, we're just doing our gridiron thing as as we've been doing for you throughout the year. We talk a lot about the draft and everything. Talk a lot about the Bears, and we're gonna really start getting into the Bears now with the beginning of the season. Uh, they've just begun me uh, training camp proper this past weekend. And Bear Bernay, Bear Bernay, and uh, you know we got some thoughts on on what we've seen so far. Well, better yet, Ryan has some thoughts. I don't have any thoughts so far, uh, but it's, it's just cool to see uh, the camp really get going. But uh, you know, Ryan, uh, our lead contributor to WeAreRegalRadio.com uh, on the Bear side and the NFL side. You know what, what's going on, man? How you doing? And uh, you know. What, you know, I'm sure you're pretty pretty excited right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. How you doing, Kyle? And yeah, I was at a, a, one of family members' birthday party on Sunday, and we were kind of just talking about it. And I believe there's only five more Sundays without football for the rest of the year. And then count them. Yeah, five uh, calendar Sundays away, I believe. And then we've got it for the rest of the year going into next year, obviously. And uh, I was thinking about it, too, and talking about that, how excited I am for this season just in general with the NFL. I really think that this league has hit a, a point where there's a lot of parity all across, and there's a lot of teams that I think are figuring out how to win football games and do it maybe slightly different than other teams, even though the clearly the route that's most popular is that wide-open kind of Rams, Chiefs-style offense. But uh, a lot of teams have quarterbacks. They have their, uh, at least that situation figured out, which is the most important position on the field. And looking at the Bears, they really have a lot of things figured out in this training camp, which is kind of rare. I mean, you know, Kyle, we've talked yep. about this before. I mean, to come into a camp and not have a ton of question marks, that doesn't happen very often for the Bears, at least since the turn of the millennium. No. Not at all. It, and, you know, even if the Bears were a lesser team, you know, you figure this to be a, a special year for them, being that they're celebrating their 100th anniversary. And, you know, the fact that it coincides with the league's 100th year anniversary shows just how important the Bears franchise is as a whole to the, to the NFL. But, uh, you know, on top of that, you get fact that the Bears are a competitive team this year. They are a team that some will, you know, quite a few will put in the mix of the NFC contenders for the Super Bowl. And, you know, you know, to that end, the, the league is showcasing the Bears on on its very first night of competition this year against the, uh, the eternal rival Packers. And, you know, like you said, you know, we don't even have to wait that entire time of five weeks, five Sundays, because you know, we got that that Thursday where we're going to kick it off. And 
you know, it's really, like I said, just an exciting time to be a Bears fan right now. And it, it, I, I think that's really going to hold on going deep into this fall. You know, hope, hopefully the Bears don't give us any reason to turn. But uh, as of now, they're a contender and they are, you know, and as the crowds, the, the reports of the crowds at, Bur at Bourbon A this weekend have shown, you know, there's a there's a lot of hype going into this season. Yeah, right? I'm here. Sorry, it cut out for a second. I wasn't sure. Uh, okay, well, I'm just going to yeah, just say about the, the the crowds being evidence of the hype this year. Like, they have some record crowds already. Yeah, and I, I completely understand, you know, because Chicago is really a unique place when it comes to sports in general, but especially when it comes to football. The entire city is completely behind uh, this team. It's definitely a football city, and maybe it's just the Midwest. Maybe it's kind of more of a thing in cold weather places versus warm weather places, but people really care about football here, and if you can provide a winner, they're going to come out in just stacks and stacks. We saw when the Cubs won the World Series that it was uh, supposedly crowds that could break uh, some of the world records for human gatherings. Like That's uh, what Chicago really is about when it comes to their sports teams, and they're going to show up for these camps, and it's really great too because it's leaking into some of the competition like the kicking competition that they have going on and I think uh, all this extra hype that the fans are giving it's going to fuel and motivate players and you know it doesn't matter what sport what profession you want to be especially as a player on a team you want to have support from a lot of people and a lot of fans versus no support and no one caring definitely definitely and now let's, let's go right into the, the on-field stuff. And the, the closest thing that we're probably going to have to blood sport in camp this year is going to be the kicking competition. And, you know, you mentioned how important that's going to be to, uh, you know, this, this peace of mind for everyone going into this, this season, you know, given how our season was lost last year to he who should not be named. But, uh, you know, that it, the play, the last play against Philadelphia ruined what many thought could have been the Super Bowl run last year. But, you know, in, in regrouping, we got these kickers now. These two kickers have been going head up, going head, going at it head up, you know, uh, over the past, the, the first couple of days of camp. And, you know, we've all known the stats about their, their kicks from certain distances and you know who's you know one has a 60 yard kick one has a 63 yard kick you know you know this is not you know this is a very controlled environment they're kicking in right now compared to even the preseason games that we're going to see them but it still means a lot to see these guys kicking from these distances and kicking at these rates that we're seeing right now so you know give give your thoughts ryan on uh on that battle and uh what, what have you seen so far? Yeah, uh, you know, at least a good start 
to open up camp. Uh, Fry was the opening kicker. And what the Bears have done in this kicking competition, and, you know, I don't know if it's going to matter much in the grand scheme of things because I just don't know if you can learn too much about place kicking in the regu- in the training camp and preseason until you get into the regular season because you need that crowd, you need the game situation. That's when everything has to come together. And, of course, it starts in training camp, but what are you seeing? Is it fool's gold or not? It's hard to tell. But at least what the Bears have tried to do is be creative with this competition. And instead of kind of what the normal thing with competition in camps is, a player A gets a certain amount of reps, player B gets a certain amount of reps, and they kind of switch off throughout the day in the various drills. What the Bears have done is decided to give the kicker each day of camp. So Fry had the entire day of duty kicking in the first practice, and then Pinero had the next day. And they're just going to, I think, alternate the rest of camp or at least for the time being until they maybe go into a different phase of it but it was interesting because then it kind of puts pressure on a kicker to really set the bar with Fry and he really did with that 7 of 8 performance he missed uh, one kick and and basically got a bonus kick which was his 60 yarder and how coach Nagy has said is really if you perform well enough through the course of the day then you get an extra bonus kick to really show off and you can pick the distance and the spot and everything so because he earned that he decided to go for a 60 yarder and he made it put a lot of pressure on Pinheiro for the next day he came out and was exactly the same seven for eight and then his eighth attempt or the eighth attempt just like Fry was a 60 yarder but this time 63 because uh, I guess head or special teams coach Chris Taper asked him hey you want to do 60 and he said no let's do 63 and he earned that bonus kick and he nailed it and hearing some of the post-game thoughts I you know personally I kind of like Pinheiro but uh really again that's that's just based off of kind of small tidbits no real substance but there's a lot of good reviews on fry really the only thing with him is there's questions about his ability to kick it deep enough and does he have an nfl leg he certainly has the accuracy but Pinero definitely has the leg that an nfl team would be looking for more so than fry i don't know what the results were for monday's practice uh i know that fry slipped on a kick and missed one so i, I don't know if he has a a seven for eight day again or maybe he missed a couple extra but I really like how it's going to continue to build pressure because what Pinero's day did was just make Fry that much more uncomfortable the next day to have to go out there and perform I think the Bears are missing out on opportunities here they should be they should be streaming these kickoffs or you know you know uh you know putting them on NBC Sports Chicago or something man do it like American Idol, American mm. Kicking Idol. Have us vote. Have a have a have us vote for it and stuff. You, you know, know, Kyle, that's not a bad no. idea because I've heard from the kickers and Pinero talked about it yesterday. The crowds down there are actually like kind of creating somewhat of an influence because each kicker knows how much pressure there's going to be, how much pressure there is on that position. So it's already scary enough. I would imagine it's all like the people that go on American Idol when you're just knowing that you're going out there and if you stink, everyone's going to think you suck. So <laughs> right. they uh, they did a good job of at least like getting these guys to to respond to this pressure and they have been responding to the oohs and ahs of the crowd and they want to put on a show and really impress their teammates and the fans so you know a little bit more exposure from the Bears on this might actually make them even that much better right and, and that's that's you no know, that's where we're getting into that ramping up that pressure and 
make it a little bit more unpredictable, you know, like, the, you know, getting it and approximating some of what they're going to see during the season, you know. But I think, you know, see, see, they, they, need, they need me on the marketing team. Man. I agree. I would yeah. go for that one bit. And, you know, real quick on that kicking position, you know, neither of these guys have kicked in an NFL regular season game. So whatever they do from this point until the regular season is going to be all fine and good. And normally, or I would think that there's a good chance that it will be one of these two guys that go into the regular season. But do not discount that the final cuts might happen. If there is a veteran out there, the Bears might decide, you know what, these guys might be good, but we don't know. And we definitely don't know, especially when the season gets deeper and deeper and games become more meaningful. They might opt and go after that veteran leg. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some people say that that all this is pretty much gonna be for not anyway, and that's likely what's gonna happen by the end of the the uh preseason, you know. I, you know, hope, hopefully, you know, if this isn't, hopefully this is more than just a distraction, you know, or not a distraction, but, you know, just something to occupy our time with uh, for the time being. But, you know, if, if neither of these guys are the answer, you know, even if you pick up a guy later in in August or September, you know, maybe these would, maybe this would be a guy or two who you can, you, who you can keep in your back pocket in case the guy who you do end up going with for the regular season messes up. And then, you know, that was an issue last year. Harkey didn't just mess up at the end of the year. He showed some of his inconsistencies throughout the year. And the bull, and the Bears didn't pull the trigger in part because they didn't know anybody else who could replace him, you know, after he screwed up against Detroit or, you know, in some of those other games. So, you know, I think the more talent you get into to camp, the better you, the better the Bears are. Because even if they get a guy, a third person comes along, and you know they're screwing up by October, you know you can, you can have a quick hook for them and say, look, let's get a, let's get Panero or Fry, and you know we at least know that they got some type of talent. Yeah, and if you want kind of a blueprint, uh, maybe look last year with the Minnesota Vikings. The Bears might follow a very similar path. Uh, the Vikings went with a young kicker. I believe they drafted him, but maybe they got him undrafted. He really struggled out the gates. First two games just really did not hit anything, I don't think. And I believe he had a chance to win both games with a field goal. And if I'm not mistaken, in week two or week three, it was a game against the Packers. He had two or three chances to win it and he missed every kick. That horrible overtime. Right, exactly. And then he was cut by the Vikings, picked up by the Raiders, coincidentally, and has been pretty good, actually, for them. So it shows how these guys are almost like pitchers in baseball where they can kind of go through some weird ups and downs, and Robbie Gold even went through that with the Bears. But the Vikings went out and picked up... uh, Dan Bailey, who was out on the streets, and he was okay. He solidified, I guess, the position, but he has not been, you know, this a savior that they've picked up. And even though he's the favorite to win that competition in Minnesota, he's fighting for his job. So the Bears might do something similar and decide, hey, let's go with one of these kickers. And if they don't show up right away in September, they might do a quick hook and go after that veteran out there on the streets. Yeah, I think that. Like I said, that that's one thing that I hope the guys learn from last year. You have to be proactive when it comes to the kicking situation. 
you can't let it drag out, especially if you're going to play in the playoffs. Because if you don't have that confidence in that position, it can kill you. There's no as good as anyone out out can kill you. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But you know, uh, going into the rest of the of the camp so far, you know, you did a great job writing uh, both on the offense and the defensive side uh, this past week, Ryan. And you know, you let uh, you know you spoke of, uh, wrote a, quite a bit about the position battles uh, that can exist on both sides. Some on offensive line, defensive line, a safety position, among others. And, you know, uh, along those lines, what uh, what were your thoughts about uh, some of the action that we saw in these first couple of days? Yeah, you know, really good to hear a lot of different things so far. Uh, I guess maybe the only negative, because I'll start there, um, the only real negative is I believe the Sunday practice for the offense was kind of a letdown a little bit. They didn't have a great day. It wasn't something horrible. I believe Mitch threw his first interception of camp and they also had a fumble and just weren't very crisp and sharp in some of the team or two minute drills. That was about it. Because other than that, um, maybe the defense struggled a little bit early on because the offense was, I guess, performing very well. Uh, Allen Robinson, from what I'm hearing, watch out watch out that this guy might have a huge jump in production this year because supposedly he's been all over the field catching everything uh Nagy, when he opened up one-on-one drills matched him against their all-pro corner and kyle fuller and i guess robinson won that matchup pretty handily he has had a full off season to really prepare and get ready versus last year where he was hurt and he even said he didn't start running routes last year until the month of june and this year he's been a full participant the entire OTAs. I think it's going to pay dividends. And if he is just tremendous, that's going to make the job that much easier for Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel, and all the way down the receiving core. And they've had some injuries there, not with any of the big name guys, other than maybe Riley Ridley, who they have at receiver. He's uh, dealing with a hamstring issue. So overall, a great hearing from the positive returns from Allen uh, Robinson. And then looking at the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, he's supposedly having a pretty good camp as well. Uh, just the way he sounds, just the way he talks, it's very encouraging, I think, overall. The team seems to be responding pretty well. There was also a video of some nice throws that he was making in camp. Even uh, John Moon Mullen, who's a friend of the Dean Davis show, uh, he wrote a column for NBC Sports saying how Mitch looks quarterback, at least right now, and pointed out how the year that Jay Cutler was really starting off camp well, not throwing interceptions, was his best season as a Bears quarterback. So he sees some of those parallels there. Uh, offensive line sounds like it's been just great with the switch with James Daniels to center and Cody Whitehair to left guard. That's been very seamless. So offensively, things I think are rolling pretty well. Maybe the only thing of other concern, tight end, Adam Shaheen has had a back issue, so he's missed a couple practices. A lot of question marks at the depth of that position, but uh, we'll see when the games start playing. Maybe some of these undrafted guys they picked up or Ben Broniker, Trey Burton, a combination of Bradley Soul, 
maybe they get that position to give them enough production. And on the defensive side, uh, looking at Khalil Mack, just like Allen Robinson that we talked about last year, he was completely dormant. Uh, he was just working out on his own, trying to stay in shape. This year, he's got a full OTAs and training camp as well, and it sounds like he is ready to take his game to another level. And from what I've heard from Chuck Pagano's defense, because that was another question mark about the team, he's given a lot of looks, and Trubisky has praised how well he's you know, made play calling to make it difficult for him. And I guess overall, uh, Pagano's really preaching uh, turnovers just like Fangio, and they've gotten a few, like the interception by Eddie Jackson. Uh, and then they had a peanut punch situation with Sherrick McManus on a receiver. So really uh, status quo for the defense, it seems like. And you like what you hear. Really, there's no real concerns about any play. Even David Montgomery has looked good at the running back position. He's been mainly working with the twos. But a lot of people can see how he's going to be the starting running back by the time the season starts. And that's very possible. That might become one of the biggest camp battles as uh, the preseason comes around and we start seeing these guys actually in action on live full go with tackling. So it's it's really good stuff, I think, from the Bears to start. Uh, Everyone's sounding the right way where they're positive, encouraged, energetic, but they want to take it one day at a time. And even uh, with the special teams, I want to just really quickly touch on them because one thing about this Bears team this year is uh, can they kind of take their game to another level and be that much better of a team? And special teams is an area where they could really improve a lot considerably, and that could have a huge effect on the games themselves because last year they were terrible at kickoff returns and now you're getting maybe the best in the game right now outside of maybe Tariq Hill or some of these other guys but Cordell Patterson he is a terrific kickoff returner and they've got uh, Kareth White who did a really good job of that in college as well so they should get a lot more out of their special teams when it comes to kickoff returns and that could be huge because you're talking about field position with that defense and an explosive offense that's uh, that can be a difference maker in a few games that last year they might have lost because they just didn't have enough there and uh, you look at really the place kicking like we talked about if they can find a way and so far the returns have been good if they can solidify that position this should be a full three-phase team and if they can play multiple ways like field position and defense or a track meet game uh, they're going to be really really tough to beat in the nfc yeah, man, it's 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 very interesting. You know, you got so many people, uh, you know, insiders, so-called insiders and stuff, swearing that the Bears are going to take a step back. But you know, when you look at the Bears across the board, they have impact players on in all three phases who weren't with the team last year or weren't available to the team at this point, even at this point, late point of the, of last offseason when you looked at. You know, you mentioned Robinson, he was still healing off his injuries from uh, from Jacksonville. You know, uh, you mentioned Mack not being on the team. Roquan Smith wasn't signed in this holdout. And, and and you look at Cordell and, you know, the impact that he could have on on the uh, special teams, it, it, which, like you said, was just very bad last year. It wasn't, wasn't very good at all. So... There's reason to believe, you know, you know, we're all a little gun shy here in Chicago. Nobody wants to go above like 11 or 12 wins 
for a prediction, but you know, and, and they are going to be playing a first uh, a first place schedule this year. But this is a team that, in many ways, you could say could be improved this year. Yeah, and what I'm going to be kind of very curious about, Kyle, is how much star power this team really has. Because last year, you definitely saw star power, which you hadn't seen for a while. It's probably not since Erlacher, Tillman, and Briggs kind of thing. But last year, you saw it with Mac, you saw it with, uh, you know, Roquan, Akeem Hicks, with Danny Trevathan, Leonard Floyd came on, and coincidentally, Leonard Floyd has been praised for having a pretty good camp, too, and he's a guy that I look at, what if he becomes an all-pro caliber pass rusher, and you already have one of those that's already on Hall of Fame trajectory in Khalil Mack, and another all-pro on your defensive line, and then I look at Bilal Nichols, who exploded on the scene last year as a fifth-round pick, uh, you know, a guy getting from a Division II school in Delaware, you've got to think that a whole year is going to make a big difference in his game, and he already exploded. You look at Mitch Trubisky, is he going to be, you know, if he becomes truly a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback, you're just, you're looking at a team that might have a bunch of stars, not just like a few, and really, they might catch kind of the NFL world by surprise a little bit because everyone expects them to be a decent team, but there might be a lot more star power there than even we anticipate. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you know we're starting to see, we'll, we'll get to get to a, a glimpse into seeing how that talent is going to develop. And, you know, we're going to walk up to that first preseason game uh, next Thursday. Uh, and, um, you know, we're, we're going to be with you all the way here, uh, you know, uh, War on Anchor, uh, Ryan B doing his things as always. You know, we're going to uh, settle it up for now. But, uh, yeah, but definitely, like I said, we're going to we're gonna check back again maybe once or twice before that first preseason game and, uh, you know, give our thoughts on, on camp and how everything is developing. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, like I said, just uh, – you know, all type of interesting things going on with the Bears, you know, you know, the kicking game, you know, uh, high Clint Dix, look, look, you know, right quick, what do you think about, uh, you know, some people are worried about him being on the pup list. You know, what are your thoughts on high? Uh, I mean, right it's now? concerning to, to be honest, because you just want to know that he's going to be healthy. He's not been a guy that's been often injured in his career. He's been pretty durable, but he just didn't play well last season in a contract year. So there is worry that maybe he's slumping off for some reason, but you think with his past successes and being in this defense that it would give him a jolt. The injury is definitely concerning because I don't know how much depth they have behind them, but as long as you don't lose Eddie Jackson, you should be able to come with some kind of safety combination with Eddie between Bush or DeAndre Houston Carson or maybe some other player that they're working out there that it shouldn't be too big of a problem for this defense, but it, it is concerning to me because you want that safety position to be as good as it was last year with Adrian Amos, and he played very well even though he didn't create a ton of turnovers. Right, yeah. But I, I think the most important thing, like you said, is that you know, and, and this is something again that has rarely been the case with the Bears. Like you have an all-pro talent at every position, so you know, even if Haha stumbles a little bit, or if he's you know held back a little bit by injury, 
for the time being, you still have Eddie there to anchor, at least anchor that position. You know, even if there's not much depth to be had right now. You know, but uh, this is like this could be a proven point for people like Bush and Carson. So you know, maybe they'll step up. So we'll, we'll have to again. That's more. That's more intrigue. There's not nothing wrong with intrigue at this point of the year. You know, gives us something to talk about. Give us something to talk about. Exactly. So, you know, we'll you know, we'll keep stepping forward with all that, and looking and all these things. Uh, definitely, you hear here on Warren Anchor, here on D and Davis Show, which uh, Ryan will be on uh, tomorrow with a new episode. Uh, you'll hear uh, Wednesday on uh, SoundCloud and uh, Thursday here on on Anchor. And uh, yeah, we'll like I said, we'll get back to you real soon. Uh, plenty of Bears coverage, plenty of NFL coverage coming up from you guys. So uh, stay tuned, man. And, uh, we'll holler at y'all later, man. Warren Anchor. WeAreRegalRadio.com We Are Regal Radio All your major uh, social media platforms Subscribe, share uh, Give us good ratings Show us love, we'll show you right back uh, That same love So uh, for now, keep bearing down Y'all and uh, have a good one